better half here. Without a doubt. <laughs> she couldn't make it. She's down in Nicaragua. And I, I just want to say I appreciate getting the, uh, uh, the um, monthly, usually it's a monthly letter you get out. Yeah, monthly letter from uh, Barry and Christine. And I read it, and they're always doing something. You know, it's, I mean, it's a very, very nice letter. If you want to get a good, le- good letter from missionaries, sign up with Barry. I, that's a plug for you, okay? Amen. Thank you, brother. <laughs> okay. God bless. Whatever that costs. Thank you, all right, I will. Let me see. Where is? Okay, I'm going to have uh, have you hold on to that. You got a B, and then my brother from Romania, he has A, and I'll talk about that in a moment, real quick. But I, I will um, go totally against my nature and make this as fast as possible. Okay, and that is a very difficult thing for me, but I'm going to do it. And I'm, with me here is Brother Gary Rupar, and Gary is um, he's uh, has a intercessory prayer ministry, and that's that's really how he rolls. And it's amazing. This this been a real theme here for many people, in many words of uh, prophecy. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and share briefly, and then Gary will just talk a little bit about what he's doing. It's amazing ministry, and I've got him behind me, so I'm blessed. You know, I'm blessed. And then if you guys fill out your cards, your three-by-fives, then you'll have them behind you, and you'll be blessed. And so we all want to be blessed. So um, I'm going to go ahead and to make it uh, a little quicker, I'm just going to kind of narrate this video um, like... Um, like it was said already that uh, Christine and I, we are full-time missionaries in Nicaragua. Uh, we've lived there now for four years. We ministered for about six years before that doing leading mission trips. And um, we now live there in Nicaragua full-time. And we've got six grandkids here that we miss. And I miss Christine right now. It's been six weeks on Tuesday that we've been apart, but we had to split up our trip. So we'll go ahead and get started. I'll just narrate a little bit. This is Pastor Dennis. This is a new church we planted, a barrio. We're distributing clothing uh, at, and we've got relationship with all these people here. God's given us real favor in these areas. But this is uh, called Luis Venega. Uh, it's in uh, Carrasco, Nicaragua. Uh, this is a young girl um, that we ministered to, and she is now part of Christine and another lady's um, beauty school training course that we're doing. Uh, and here's Chris getting the, she has and suffering through a pedicure. And this is a, a new youth group. They were not there. They didn't, none of them knew the Lord. Now they're all part of the youth group. We just built this church back in November. Uh, praise God. Um, bringing some other friends in, doing puppet ministry and ministering. These are the plastic houses that are very typical in a lot of the villages in Nicaragua where we minister. And this is a group from Louisiana that helped us to build this church. We built it in two months. And it's an awesome, beautiful church with, where's the sister, running water and a bathroom. And uh, they came down. We, we had it all built, but they came down, helped us finish up some painting, some electric. And um, I worked with the pastor and their leaders doing all discipleship training, training the pastor, equipping him. And now he's pastoring the church. And I had to I had to go away because they wanted me to be there all the time. And I had to say, no, 
I'm here to raise you up. My brother from Louisiana cooking some uh, um, some gumbo and some uh, etouffee. And uh, we brought down, like many of you do, uh, clothing. And this church is called um, Amor, Poder y Gloria, but, you know, Love, Power, and Glory Church. And um, again, like many of you, we're, this is out into a, into a real rural area doing Bible study, children's ministries. It's a beautiful place, lots of fruit, uh, like just like in... Uh, in Brazil, the fruit is amazing there. The people are amazing. And these are all kids that are learning memory verses. You know, we bless them with some. We have active volcanoes all over Nicaragua. We need some people for sacrifices if you want to come. And, uh, you know, this is just us ministering at the local bus stop. Um, this is a new church. Again, we built it in two months, uh, two months and one day. And our first service there with inviting the community, we had 370 people there. This is baptisms that I did in the lake. Um, you know, music here is awesome, always in this church, and making music is universal, and people really get into it. These young men were reached. I did a, a Bible study under a mango tree. They're now part of the youth and now part of the worship team on the youth. And like Pastor Dale says, I, I like to get in there, man, right in the middle of it. You know, I'm, we're training pastors. This is a military base that's located about a quarter mile from the new church we built. So we invited them. Um, we're going to take this group out for baptisms. We'd already done training with them and discipleship training. And that's cool, baptizing like that. Isn't that awesome like that, you know? So... Uh, we're blessed. Um, something's wrong with the photo. It makes my belly look bigger than it really is. <laughs> so it's some kind of videotography problem. Uh, but Christine, I'm really missing her right now. I'm excited to get back. This is the pastor and his wife. And these guys, again, um, they were the original mango tree Bible study group. And now we actually have a church to do it in. Um, we have formed a soccer team and we've made soccer goals that we take apart. Um, PVC pipe and then we take it out and use it because it won't be there the next day if you leave it out there and uh, this is the younger soccer team group this is a lady that owns a cigar shop in Granada that her husband died and I led her to the Lord and then I go and do discipleship training over there and uh, we do some ministry in orphanage my son-in-law here Michael came down with a medical mission group he's now a doctor of audiology and God connected all that we do it seeing lots of salvations, lots of baptisms. Um, we're, we're really seeing a lot of fruit and what I'm excited about is the fruit producing fruit. And, and I'm doing, uh, I'm going to talk about that a little bit, but I'm helping with this medical team and, uh, I'm literally doing, uh, molds for hearing aids. I'm doing temporary modes, turning them into permanent modes, molds. And we did a hundred hearing aids we distributed in Nicaragua in our area last year and uh that's just bizarre for me you know because i'm an evangelist i'm a preacher i'm a soul winner and i'm making hearing molds and uh but it, we we ha we did we brought a, a camera um for extraction of wax and went in there with the little camera and the scope and the people were just totally blown away by it but uh because of the hygiene things the people are many people have impacted ears about 
probably 50% of the people that we check on that have hearing loss, their ears are totally impacted and they've never had any treatment. Dr. Barry, that's, and while the people are waiting to get their ears checked, then I give them the gospel, you know. Any opportunity, I think if we do, we do ministry things, we need to present the gospel. Amen? Not just do ministry things, not just hand out clothing, not just do all these things, but let's give them the word of God, amen, when we have them there, a captive audience. This is Christine. She's not scolding. She's saying, yes, we will have food tomorrow. And um, we, we, we do a feeding program out of our home for the elderly that have no government support, no food stamps, none of that. Alejandro comes by and, and he brings his music and sings and, and we make him food once or twice a day. And again, we are seeing just more and more salvations all the time. And, and what I'm excited to say is about probably about 80% of the people that we've seen saved have gone through discipleship training program. And uh, this is a feeding, I think, yeah, this is Easter service we did, and this is the new church, the first Easter service. And um, Chris and I, we talk about maybe doing English classes. You can do the English class. That's me and my wife. We did English class for 65 people for about five months. We, we, we didn't, you know, we didn't know what we're doing, but they, they were receiving and we have an English service in our home with missionaries from all over the world that come to Nicaragua and teachers of English from, from you know, from uh, Switzerland and from Germany, and we hold a service in our house. And these are the, the clothes they receive, so then they can go to school if they have school uniforms. Many Latin American countries, you cannot go to school unless you have the school uniform. Chrissy getting her hugs. And uh, it, it's a it's a privilege to serve uh, God. Amen. Thank you. So, just one minute, one minute, Carrie. We have um, I handed out two different little containers there. Uh, who has A or B? You have B. You have A. What this represents is apart from each other, they represent nothing. They're two containers of stuff. But when we put them together, those represent 50 hearing molds. And we have, I have 110 pounds of it in my car. I'm, I'm a little concerned because it looks very much like, like, uh, what is it called? Sim, Simtex? The, you know, plastic explosive. So I'm a little concerned about going back. Because that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like plastic explosive material, but it's hearing aid mold stuff, silicone. And so this and this represent 50 hearing aid molds, but separately they're nothing. Once they're mixed together, just like us here in this place in the kingdom of God, then we can produce something. Amen. We can accomplish something. And I'm really excited about this. I've, I'd never thought in a, you know, a million years you can't keep that. I, I never thought in a million years that I would be trained to do hearing aid molds. You know, 
I can memorize, I memorize like 2,000 scriptures and I'm ready to preach the gospel, I'm ready to win souls. And they said, you know, we really think you're supposed to help us with this, so we're going to train you. And Christine is trained to program the hearing aids that we've, we've given these people. You know, and I thought, Lord, is this, is this something that I should be doing? And one of the brothers prophesied over me and he said, Barry, the Lord says you need to focus and you need to be concentrate on certain areas and not do other things because the Lord says you like to do everything and it's the truth. And I received that big time from the Lord, but, but yet this, I was a little concerned. I said, come on, you know, I'm making hearing aids and people are out there and I, I, you know, molds and I'm going to cut the tubes and measure them and get them batteries over my house coming for batteries and all this stuff. But this next year, through this amazing connection that God did, our son-in-law going through audiology school, going through university, inviting the university to come and do mission trips with us in Nicaragua, Last year, again, we distributed 100 hearing aids. In October, we are going to be busy. As soon as I get back, I get back Tuesday, Wednesday, our anniversary, our 37th anniversary, Christine and I. Hallelujah! Give the Lord a hand for that. And, and Thursday, we got to hit the road. We're going to hit the road, and we're going to go to all these towns and set up places where we can uh, check hearing and do hearing aid molds in probably 10 different cities. Because in October, I have another mission team coming, about 12, 15 people from my son-in-law's now a doctor of audiology. He has two clinics in Memphis, and, and he lives in Germantown. And he's bringing people from his clinic, from another clinic, from the eight different clinics, two or three people. And they're coming to Nicaragua. And we are going to be doing hearing molds and preparing the people Probably 1,500 people will, will get hearing molds in October. So I need your prayers. That's a lot of organization. 1,500 people. Amen? Now, that's in October. We're going to take the hearing molds back. Christine is going to be programming, and she's like the, 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 the awesome organizer, you know, the best in the world. And she's wonderful, and she'll get all that organized with names and phone numbers. And then we'll tell them, if you want your hearing aid, you have to come back in February. And this this company is coming to Nicaragua, and they got movie stars are coming in. I, I believe uh, this brother is one of them. And and they're bringing in movie stars and celebrities and things to, to kick this thing off. And we're going to probably distribute between 1,500 and 2,000 hearing aids. And you say, well, that's good, but what about the gospel, man? Well, now they can hear so they can receive the gospel. Amen? Man, hallelujah. I mean, I'm just so, I'm just blown away. I'm like, you know, come here, let me see. Yeah, you know, Dale, you got it. Oh, yeah, I can tell you that's another, yeah, that's, and you need to change this tube, brother. It's a little brittle here, so let me fix you up on that. I mean, you know, but God will equip you to do what he wants to be done and accomplished in that place, in that moment, in that season. Amen? And I mean, I'm just going to give the Lord a hand. I mean, that's amazing. So, you know, this undertaking, I think each one of those hearing aids are going to be like somewhere between $700,000. Okay? And we're going we're gonna to do something like 1,500 hearing aids. 
So do the math. And we don't have that in Mission New Life's, you know, what do you call it, the petty cash. I don't have it. Okay, but God will do it. He'll make a way. And the company's going to help. They're going to help with the hearing aids. We're going to have to go and travel to all these places and set it up, find places to do it. But I'm just blown away. I am just blown away. Um, again, we raised up a church like you saw here. We've done several. Gary was a part of one that was nothing but a field. And now there's an active church there. Out of this farming community, there's about 110 people and 80-some people were born again and are part of that church. We've seen many baptized in water, many baptized in the Spirit. But what I'm excited about is the people are being reached. We're so adamant about it because that's a vision the Lord has given me. They are being discipled. They are being discipled. And we are called to make disciples. Amen? Make disciples of all nations, of India, of Romania, of Nicaragua, of of Stillwater, not just converts. I love to preach the word of God. And, and, and I, I love to teach people how to do biblical soul winning. Back to, yeah, really? Well, yeah, relationship soul winning. Yes, it works. Every different things that you can do. But I'll tell you what, sometimes you got to just give them the word of God that says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. We are not saved by works, but we are saved by grace. Amen. And you can be redeemed by the blood of the lamb. And we need to be able to teach people how to do that right out of the chute, man. And when I'm doing that in Nicaragua, people said, Barry, I, I can't memorize scripture like that. I'm not bold like you. You're an animal. You know, and I said, yeah, I know, but I'll tell you what you do have. What you have and what I have and every one of us in here have in common is this. We have a testimony. Amen? You know, my wife said, are you preaching today? I said, no, I'm going to be, I'm just doing a testimony. Okay. And I thought about that and I thought, man, you know, what is the kingdom of God but a big giant testimony? Amen. This is, this is what, this is what happened in the church and this is what they said in, in first John chapter one, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested. We have seen it. We bear witness of it. And we declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us, that which we have again seen and we heard, we have heard, we declare unto you. So that's all what we do. That's what we are all doing in here from Romania and from uh, India and from Africa and from Nicaragua and from Mexico and from all these places. That's all we're doing. Right? We're just testifying of what the Lord God can do for you or has done for you, right? That's what we're doing. And I'm telling you, I'm excited about that. So, no, I'm not just going to do a testimony today. I, yeah, sorry, I'm preaching a little bit. But, but you know what? I am so excited to be about what God is doing in the world because one of the brothers said, he said, you know what? You're not producing any fruit. It's all God. It really is all God. Anything that happens is only God. But all I want to be, and that's probably all I am, is just obedient. Amen? 
God told Chris and I, I want you to sell your house and I want you to go to Nicaragua. And that was it. We did it. We went. Gary was with me on a mission trip when we signed the contract. I said, honey, we can't go there full time if we don't sell our house. How can we have a, you know, $900 house payment and be in Nicaragua and, and we have no support? How are we going to do that? So Gary was there. I said, let's sign the contract. We left, I think we left on Monday or Tuesday. We signed the contract. On Friday, our house was sold. Amen. God will provide for you. If some of you in this church, I know there are many missionaries missionaries here, but there are people from this church in here too. If you say, you know, I would go, but I I can't. I can't afford it. I can't afford the time. I can't afford the money. Don't even think about that because God will provide every penny you need if you are willing to be obedient. Say, I'm going to go. Somewhere, go to Romania. You don't need to go to Nicaragua. Go to Romania and help them. Those brothers, help, re, re, you know, give these families some hope. Help wake these men up and say, you do have a purpose in your life. You know, go down to Mexico, help Ben. You know, go over, go over to India, man. I love to go over there, you know, wherever. But go somewhere or send somebody else to go. Okay, I'm done. Gary. Reader's Digest version here. Uh, God just gave this to me when I was sitting here earlier. And uh, a missionary vision is conceived in prayer. It's birthed in prayer. And it's sustained in prayer. Say it one more time. This is what I get when I pray. I get downloads. And I, I got this just sitting here just a few minutes ago. And... I hear you, man. That's why I laughed. <laughs> you know, intercessory prayer, it's kind of, here's Barry, here's all the missionaries. Intercessory prayer kind of gets marginalized, and that's okay, because he says, Jesus said, the house, this is a house of prayer. He went into the temple and ran out the money changers, said, this is a house of prayer, and that's what you guys are. That's what we are as a house of prayer. And so, Say it one more time. A missionary vision is conceived in prayer, it's birthed in prayer, and it's sustained in prayer. It's a hard saying. But praise God, Kevin, it starts with the little thing, you know. And so, long, quick story. Met him in 2003 um, uh, we, at the same place we were. Anyway, uh, he went uh, down there the first time, 2005. I didn't get go down to him in two, 2010 with him. And just like he was telling, we went down there. Uh, he was still living in the USA, and God was telling him to go down there. But this is a this was a, a vision that was birthed in him. And when I went down there, there was 29 people that got saved. We went out into a place that he had never been before, and uh, there was Nicaraguan ladies on their knees praying for a service. I thought, I don't know how to pray. That changed my life. (laughs) Someone in Nicaragua, that's a totally unknown person, changed my life as an American. So when I came back here, uh, 
Let me say this. You guys are all missionaries, okay? That's like on your brochure. I mean, you're all missionaries. Talking to Jody and Brian. Missionaries to your home, to your businesses, to your families, to your places of work, to your cities, to your nations. You're all missionaries. You're all missionaries. And uh, he says, he said to me, pray without ceasing. What happens if God says that to you? Pray without ceasing. How are you going to respond to that? Now, if I, my religious mindset that I've been brought up is, oh, no, God, I can't do that. i got too much other stuff to do. But then when he says, in a relationship, he says there's two kinds of Christianity. He says there's religious Christianity and there's relationship Christianity. When you have a relationship, you have to communicate. And that's what prayer is. Just talk. Just talk. When you talk... In your relationship, husband, wife, children, Jesus, my father, when you start to talk with him, it's amazing. He talks back. And then things happen, and you start to hear, and it becomes a living, growing love relationship. And so I'm going to conclude with this. Let me start with this. Praise God, Kevin, I love this, a three-by-five card, because when I came back, God got me started on a prayer guide. And he says, I want you to do this for 21 days. Okay. And I did it after 21 days. Then he says, now I want you to, and this thing kept growing. Okay. Because it's a living, it's turned into this. Oh, I know. Look at Kevin. <laughs> I'm not saying this for you guys because your calling's different than mine. But what I'm saying is it birthed intercessory prayer. And I pray for not only missionaries, but I pray for so many other things. I don't do it every day. It's not, it's not a law. It's not a burden. Sometimes I just, I don't pray very much at all because God has me concentrated on something else. And I want to finish with this. He's, I want to pray for all you missionaries. Okay. And, and, uh, and especially for, for Russ. You asked for prayer, brother. Lisa, Kevin, and the rest of you, and even Jody and Brian <laughs> and uh, Mary. Abba Father, we pray for those out in the mission field spreading the good news of the gospel in this country and around about the world. They have seen their brother's needs and have not shut up their hearts from them, but have faithfully gone forth into all the earth. Let them be called with a holy calling, not according to works, but according to your own purpose, Father. Out of love, they've laid down their lives and determined to be doers of the word, not hearers only. We pray for those in prison for their beliefs, those being persecuted in all countries. Not being ashamed, they share in the suffering for the gospel and endure all things for the sake of those chosen for salvation. Abba, Father, send forth your warrior angels and cause them to be set free. Do not forget their work and labor of love. Stand with them and strengthen them. Deliver them from every evil work and preserve them. Cause the things which have happened to actually turn out for the furtherance of the gospel. Make your ministers a flame of fire. 
Help them to hold fast to the word of life, proving what is acceptable to the Lord, exposing the unfruitful works of darkness and shining as bright lights in a dark world. Let their hard work be an example to us as we send fellow laborers and ministers of God to encourage and establish them concerning their faith so that they will not be shaken by afflictions. Give them boldness to speak the gospel in the midst of conflict, in demonstration of the spirit and power, and to fulfill the ministry that they have received of the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. May Abba Father make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, deep, shalom, peace.